Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson, CEO of Loyalty360. Welcome you to another episode of our Loyalty360 podcast, in which we talk to the thought leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty. We get to talk to those who are experiencing the unique opportunities in this industry and what they're seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer experience and loyalty. Today, uh, we have the pleasure of speaking with Chris Johnson. He is the CEO and owner of Classic Stimulus. Uh, how are you, Chris? Doing great, thanks, Mark. Uh, great, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, first off, can you give us a brief uh, overview of Classic Theaters uh, and your role at the company? Sure. So Classic Cinemas was founded in 1978, actually uh, by accident. We, my, my dad and my uncle had purchased a movie theater as part of a real estate investment. And then within a, within a matter of months, the theater operator left in the middle of the night and we're stuck with an open theater. And after interviewing quite a few prospective tenants decided to give it a go on our own and got into the theater business, didn't know anything about it. And, um, you know, it became interesting. And then over the years added more theaters and, and uh, you know, originally we were downtown single screen theaters. And then we, in, in 1984, we uh, opened our first multiplex with three screens and started operating first run. And, uh, and then kind of transitioned from the bargain theaters to first run. And, and now we're up to 121 screens and 15 locations. And in November, we just went from uh, being strictly in Illinois up into Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, we've been, we've, we've been having a, a slow but steady um, sort of increase in business and growth and, and obviously that's managed by the capital and resources that we have, but have enjoyed a fair amount of success. That's awesome. That's great to hear. It's great to hear uh, someone growing a business like you're doing and uh, especially kind of the industry as well. How, quick question. How are you a little different than some of the bigger chains, right? Well, we were talking before we started this about uh, Mr. Wahlberg and, and Jenny McCarthy, how they were promoting you there local, obviously huge advocates of what you were doing from unique right. experiences and just that relationship and rapport with you have with your customers, which I think the smaller entities, restaurants, clean, dry cleaners, those small regional ones is have such an emotional connection with their customers that maybe some of the bigger ones don't. Uh, how, how are you unique in that regard to some of the bigger players? So I, absolutely. I think the one um, idea on movie theaters, there's little nuances from the physical plant and, you know, amenities, but ultimately it's guest experience and guest engagement. And the one thing that I live and die for is our reviews. And so our, our I think our worst reviewed theater is a 4.6 on Google. Um, and, and we just, you know, we do everything we can. And uh, from a responsiveness, you know, outside of the theater, but also inside. I mean, we, that's our differentiator. And whether it be some of our guest forward policies, like free refills on every size drink, every size popcorn, ICs, anything, you know, we do a money back uh, guarantee, but we go out of our way in engaging with the guests and, and, and also, like I said, outside of it. So there isn't any sort of topic that we won't take on if somebody's mad at us for some reason, we'll call them up, you know, um, you know, a story from a long time ago, somebody said our popcorn tasted stale and 
we, we pop our popcorn every night and we throw it out at the end of the night. But anyways, I, I popped this giant bag of popcorn and I personally took it over to their house. They thought I was crazy, but I'm sure that's a story that they'll tell, you know, till uh, the end of time. Um, but we, it's just that personal engagement that, uh, that I think makes us different, um, you know, from the others. Well, and that, that's interesting. And then that, that's uh, actually got, got goosebumps to hear that story because it's really about stories, right? Because stories are memorable right. and, and listening to your customers. And so many brands are really challenged in that regard. They, they, they hear kind of in a passive, but they're not listening in an active manner. And, and to do something like that, to pop a popcorn and it, it, it's, you're saying you're sorry, but you're going and leaving a story that they're going to tell. It's almost becomes a folklore in, in some way, which, which is hugely passionate where, you know, I've had, I had a recent experience with a printing company we've been doing business with for a long time and new owner and he's all passionate, right? And he messed up an order that we send out to huge brands that are members of Loyalty 360 and the backs of the printers were falling off. And I reached out to him. He said, he said, basically it was my fault because I ordered the wrong number. If I had ordered 500, I got a different uh, a different kind of brand, a big brand, which is, I, I got both of them. So I ordered 600 and he's like, basically blamed it on me. I'm like, Okay, well that's fine. I can find someone else, and and yeah. these are going to huge brands that are members of Loyalty 360, and he, he like didn't even apologize. And I think that takes a a, a great uh, uh, you know a, a great leader and a, a a big person to do that. But it's really not. It's just having that empathy, which is so important in today's uh, environment right. of customer loyalty. Yeah. No, there's case after case where um, we have a saying that um, it's not our fault, but it's our problem. So you know whatever comes our way, it doesn't have to be um, our fault, but it's our problem, it's our opportunity, you know, to fix it. And it is amazing in the sort of state of affairs, you'll get people that, you know, just rip a, you know, a, 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 some sort of email or communication, they think it's gonna go nowhere and we'll call them and they just start apologizing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that went to somebody, you know, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, the, I think the two parts of it are how quick you respond and then that you're not getting into a blame game argument. You're just trying to resolve whatever concern or issue there is. That's awesome. So customer loyalty, uh, you've already talked about it a, a good deal. What does that mean to you and to uh, Classics Theaters? So really, it, to me, it means when they think of going out or think about going to the movie that they think of me. And not me personally, they think of our theaters and uh, and why they'd want to engage with us. And and so, you know, that that's kind of the, you know, the, the you know, larger overview. But it means that we're going to make it so they feel good about our brand, good about. And, and when there's an, a doubt of what they're going to do that night, they, you know, maybe we'll get the extra nudge going to our theaters. So, um, I mean, that's. That's kind of a short, quick answer, but that really is what we're trying to do. Okay, great. Um, we talked a little bit earlier. Customers are obviously changing. They were changing before COVID-19, and now they're, they're going to be changing uh, potentially uh, in, in different ways, unknown ways potentially. But how are your customers changing, mostly before COVID-19? How is the, the, the industry changing? What are you seeing? How are you adapting to that? So we, um, there, there's three initiatives that we've been working on. Um, you know, just physical initiatives. One is uh, recliner seating, huge. Um, you know, some people ask, well, is that a fad? And I'm like, comfort is never a fad. Uh, if you've ever flown first class, 
going back to, you know, coach, which by the way, I fly Southwest all the time. So, um, you know, it's always coach. Uh, but, but uh, you know, comfort doesn't go out of style. It's just like air conditioning. That's a comfort. It's, you know, it's, it's an innovation that is here to stay. So we got, we have that. We've added like heated seating and stuff like that. Just little extra, you know, things or even motorized headrests, you know, in our recliner. So we keep working that. Um, alcohol, not food service. We don't want to be competitive with a restaurant. We think that food service there's people that can do it and do it well we're just not those people and we don't want to compete we want to be complementary to the you know local restaurant scene and and be part of the community the last one is um we're looking at uh, the plf the premium large format so those are kind of our our physical initiatives the the other initiative that we're working on um is that personalization and not try to oh well this is a you know put everybody in a bucket we're absolutely working on personalization in how uh and what we communicate to them and, and part of that is you know looking at their history and seeing if we can move you know move them into uh maybe you know get them to go see an extra movie uh, a month or whatever it is but but definitely i think the era of sort of demographics is, in my mind, is done and personalization is everything. Okay, great. Uh, personalization, there's a huge opportunity, but a challenge uh, with regard to technology, get the data sets right and, and right. truly listening to, which is obviously very, very important to you. Um, you know, where, what, what, what's the opportunities there? Kind of getting them out of their potential uh, kind, of, kind of traditional perspective and making them see that they may have products or services or kind of content that they may not have, have an interest in or to get that one additional visit? What, what, what is the opportunity for personalization? Yeah, so I think there's, um, I mean, there's some of the easier ones are, uh, well, one thing, stepping back, you, you asked about the changes about pre-COVID one of the things that did take place was reserve seating and kind of this open table you know it used to be well should we get a reservation eh, you know you got to call there all this other stuff well like open table and all the like apps you know sort of make it like yeah we're gonna we're gonna make a reservation and so in movie theaters the idea of reserve seating has caught on and is kind of there and i think that was pre-covid and i think um, and it also sort of tied in with the recliner. And I think post COVID, that's going to be even more important because people want to know, hey, I have this seat. I have, this is where I like to sit. This is what I like to do. I don't want to be hassled. I want to be able to come in late, whatever it is. So that's, that's one thing. And then, and then the other is that goes along with that is the mobile ticketing and the idea that, you know, I can just bypass the box office. Actually, any new theater that we have or any, retrofit that we do we get rid of the box office because we think that's a you know kind of a thing of the past and you know we're, we're trying to get people in as efficient as possible and then you can also have better planning um, but uh, as far as that personalization goes the probably the easiest thing you can do is kind of look at the the movies that they see and you can do last chance sort of emails um, to me those are Hey, we know, um, I mean, we don't say it specifically, you know, you love this comedy or that or whatever. Um, but you might say, if they like a particular type of film, this movie's leaving on Thursday, last chance to see it will give you double points. And, 
you know, so you're giving them a nudge that just gets them. And if they take one, you know, I mean, even, even if you get a few over the course of a year, I mean, that's huge. So, right. so that's probably the easiest nudge to get them in and uh, you know, it doesn't really cost you anything. And awesome. uh, yeah, so that, 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 that's, that's one of the sort of connections and the idea that you're, um, you're basing that off of their history, then again, you know, everybody's fighting for the open rate and, and then having compelling content. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that, that's kind of a quick one that, that, that we're looking to be better at, in, uh, you know, executing. That's awesome. Well, what about uh, the employees? How do they play a role in the customer experience, customer loyalty? I mean, obviously very passionate. Uh, we talked about some things you do for the employees and, and your guests. What role do the employees, the frontline employees pay, play in, uh, in driving that emotional connection, that unique relationship? I think they're everything, you know, and, and again, it's, it's the, um, it's the making you feel like you're a part of something. And I have this saying, we, we hand out, we have a person at every exit when the movie ends with a bowl of mints and, um, a person saying good night. And I, and I emphasize you're not handing out mints, you're handing out goodbyes and you're handing out, um, you know, an opportunity to rectify anything that happened during the movies. And it sounds like I'm going to just give you all my cliche uh, um, things, but, you know, how you act when money isn't being exchanged, I think, is a, is a true tell of how a business is operated. And if you take care of your guests when they're not exchanging money in a, in a, in a positive way, then I think that that really shows the, you know, authentic behavior that's there. And, and I think same thing on the refills, you know, you're paying a lot for concessions, whatever it may be. And the idea that, oh, you only get one on the large or you only get it when you buy this. We're like, you know, that's silly. Just you get a refill, you know, and if you want right. a refill, take it, you know, if you want it to, to go, you know, so those are, those are some of the things, even the money back guarantee, you know, we, we always uh, emphasize that next to nobody takes us up on it. It's basically, if you want to leave for any reason in the first 30 minutes, go for it. We don't, you don't have to give us any excuse. You can say, hey, you know, just don't feel like it or whatever. We'll give you your money back. Again, it, it's not that this really is an out-of-pocket expense. It just goes to the idea that we're, we're just happy you came and we want to show our appreciation. So the employees are always... Um, part of the equation. And, and I tell all the management that we want to eliminate the word no. It doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to, um, you know, let people run willy nilly and do whatever they want, but there's no reason that we have to say no all the time. No, you know, we can't do that. No. And it's like, let's figure it out. So that, that's, that's kind of the philosophy. And then the employees execute that. Excellent. Well, what's the biggest challenge you face as a, you know, the owner of this organization, senior level executive uh, around a customer loyalty, customer engagement, or just uh, in general, what's the biggest challenge you face as a senior level executive? So as it turns out, my biggest, um, my, my biggest thing right now is content. You know, I am the leader of a company that, that, that the number one thing you think of when you think of going to the movie is what movie's playing. 
and I don't make the product. So how, um, how, do, I, how do I secure the content and get them in? So that's kind of a, that's sort of um, an issue that I didn't really sort of grasp until this thing went down with the uh, COVID um, because it really affects you know, our business. The three things that affect our business most is the content, the uh, weather, um, the, uh, so, you know, the time of year, people are out of work, you know, meaning the summer holiday. And the last one is the weather, you know, there's nothing better than a light drizzle uh, to get people into the show. But, but so we don't really have control of, um, of that push of the guest into the theater, you know, to, to, you know, from an overall perspective, if there are no good movies, it's pretty impossible to get people in. Yeah, maybe you'll do better than your competition. Um, but so my worry, my worry now is a little bit different than it was, say, three months ago. Uh, three months ago, you know, I'm always looking at how we're um, performing next to our competition. You know, we, we were addressing kind of there's always this, this noise about the um, streaming services of which they actually, the streaming services don't worry, worry me in any way. And actually the, the competition in the streaming um, arena is massive these days with Disney Plus, Pecan, right. Pecan, I don't know what that is, Peacock, <laughs> um, you know, Hulu and all that. That's in home entertainment. There is a point in everyone's life when they say, hey, let's get out of the house. So, you know, really our goal is once you make the commitment to let's go out tonight, that's where our, you know, where our marketing, where our outreach is, uh, is going. But, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the, the C-level things are money trying to bridge us, you know, during this closure. I never anticipated we'd be closed. I've been through, um, you know, recessions and, and, and 9-11 and all, and, and all these other things, but we were always able to be open. Um, so this is a new a new frontier. And then the, the second part is once we get them back is making sure that they are, um, um, you know, they, they feel confident in our, uh, in what we're doing. And that's actually kind of a flip side of the tone that a lot of the businesses have been taking as sort of this somber, you know, hey, we're all together and this is a bad time. Our tone is come back to the show. We'll make it easy for you and don't worry about anything. Leave it up to us. And, and, and so we're really trying to flip the, the, the script on, you know, why would you come to a movie theater anyways? You're, you're, you're trying to escape and have fun. So let us make that as pain, painless as possible and, you know, get you out of the door in a better mood. So so that is something that we're really trying to focus on um, because really you can talk about safety and, and protocols and all that. At the end of the day, it really is your actions that will gain the confidence of the guests and that takes time and, and uh, you know, it, and you can only do it by word of mouth reviews and, and so on. So. Well, and I think that's a very sanguine point. I mean, very, very impactful. Uh, it just, when you saw, like, when everything started to hit, right, everyone started coming out, COVID, COVID, security, security. 
But what we saw on, on the, the, the customer side, and more on the brand side, people began to tune out. People, a lot of the marketers don't want to talk about COVID anymore. They, they, they want right. to know what's next, right? They want to know, they don't want to talk about the marketing message. They don't want to talk about safety and security because it just really kind of alarms the customer, right? They, they, they have brands they trust, they have people they have relationships with. They want that. They want to get to what's next. They want to start looking forward and not kind of dwelling all on all of this because it just has a, a kind of a negative impact to the customer. And I, I think when you saw that, the airlines started and the hotels started and the retailers started and everyone right. started. It just got to be, it's all you saw in your inbox, especially if you were in the customer world, the industry, it's all I saw for right, you know, right. a month. So um, yeah, I think that's a very proactive uh, uh, approach and you have the opportunities to take people away, let them get away. That's one thing I love about the big mute theater and I'm sure everyone does is it, just get away from life for a minute and you right. by yourself or just you, where you can be, you know, you can kind of totally engage and put it down. Cause when you watch movies at home, right? You have a second screen, you're doing other things. You go to theater, you just put it down and that becomes your focus where I think you have such a unique opportunity in that regard. Yeah. I mean, I think I equate it to a roller coaster and I'm not like a huge roller coaster fan, but the one thing about a roller coaster is once you get on that, get in that seat, there's no turning back. You can't pause it. You can't get off. You can't change the channel, you know, so you're stuck with this ride and you're going to go through the highs and the lows and the screams. And that's exactly what it is. It's all about, you know, sort of letting go. And I think that, that the idea that movie going is sort of a thing of the past doesn't make any sense. When you look at last year, the biggest movie ever was released in Avengers. And, the, and we've set all these records, you know, in, 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 and even like a movie like Parasite, there's no possibility Parasite from an online perspective would have, you know, streaming would have, would have got the, the sort of, um, um, you know, word of mouth that it did with movie theaters, bringing it back and, you know, and it just, what a success story, but it's all about, you know, diving in and really experiencing it. And so, you know, that's why I'm, that's why I'm, I'm bullish on the industry once we get out of this, you know, this funk we're in right now. Um, I shouldn't call it a funk, this, uh, you know, closure, actually. That's a, it's just unique. So a couple more quick questions that wrap this up. Uh, again, very insightful. I don't think I've, I've laughed as much in a while. Um, <laughs> if, if you could have, uh, we call this our crystal ball question, or it's usually a CMO question. Uh, if you could have uh, one piece of information, right? If you ask one question of a competitor, of a technology provider, of customers, if you could have a question answered, uh, what would that one question be? Oh, that's, uh, wow. <laughs> it's a big one. That that is that is a big one. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think there, you know, one of the things we didn't talk about, um, um, you know, were subscription and this whole subscription model that you know people are implementing, and it, it, it's had you know it's had some success. I think there's a little subscription fatigue, but how you know how would we craft not necessarily a subscription model but a you know a program that has the engagement and would um you know drive people and 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 maybe let us um you know have them take more chances on movies that they wouldn't normally take a chance on so i guess i'm not really asking a question other than sort of getting to the minds of the uh you know of our guest of um, 
how do we, wh what are the pain points and, and how do we fix those um, pain points? And then how do we curate the content and such that you, you know, you take a risk on what we're doing. And kind of as an aside to that, we do sort of these art series and clubs of unique films and we get people together and they talk about them. They're very successful. And those, the people are taking a chance on these movies and coming out and seeing them. But, but I guess my point is, um, I think it really goes down to, um, you know, the, the, I don't know if there's a, a particular, well, actually, stepping back, I'd, I'd like to know, I'd like to have the, uh, the buying power of, of uh, the majors into the, into the studios, but, uh, or have a tighter relationship with the studios that was more two-sided. You know, mm -hmm. that would be, how do we get that to be, you know, accomplished? Because I actually do think, um, you know, the Netflix of the world, Netflix and movie theaters could have an amazing relationship, could have an amazing relationship. When you think about it, the pre-show is filled with Netflix, Hulu, and all these other content providers because they want eyeballs of people going to the movie. And so how do we convince them that, you know, you can launch a movie in, theat in, in uh, a theatrical movie and then it ups the uh, the value of it through the life cycle, and so I think I think there's a lot of egos involved and in how to how to get through those egos. But I'm I'm really wandering all over the map there for your one question. So I completely blew your uh, <laughs> blew it. But those are some of the things that are on my mind: is how do we how do we accomplish that? Okay, well that's great. It's good. I mean, it's obviously a lot of challenges and opportunities out there. And the last question, you know, as a trade association for the industry. You know, we think a lot about this. We get to talk to very smart people like you who are at the forefront of customer loyalty, customer experience, and just whether it's content or personalization, there's a lot of unique topics. How should we as an industry be thinking about uh, customer loyalty to help you? Or what are things that we can help you with in your journey? Yeah, so, that, you know, it's a, it, it is a... It is a great question because you know a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it is technology and having all the technologies work together and talk to each other. And you know, and it, depending on the size of your industry, you know, you only have so many tools available to you. Um, you know, I know that. Um, you know, one of the things that I kind of kicked myself was having a mobile app for concessions. You know, I looked at Starbucks when this whole thing went down, and you know what an amazing tool they had in their in everybody's pocket to be able to still order their uh you know all of their product which was never meant to be sort of this this um you know curbside thing you know so we right. had to adapt to that so so i guess uh, i don't know as a trade organization if there's any you know i, th I think it's just encouraging the apis and every you know ability for 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 uh these these different parts to work together, it is uh, it is challenging managing all the different tools and everything that are out there, and you know that work specifically within industry like you know ours is movie going, but um, yeah I don't I don't know if I have necessarily a tip I mean but it's it's or 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 suggestion but you know our challenge has always been getting all the various technologies to work together right. and uh, the other thing too that is it is something is you know the third party aggregators there's always a, a plus and a minus on that, you know, whether it's, um, you know, it's a ticketing company or something, you know, do you want to be responsible end to end for your customer journey? Uh, or do you want these other people 
you know, sort of that can screw up the, the, the journey a bit. And then you, you end up mopping up the, uh, the issues. So, you know, I mentioned Southwest earlier and the fact that they don't, they don't um, sell on any aggregators. Right. I think there's something to be said about that. And, I, and, and, and it's not like they're doing anything like amazing at Southwest. I, and I probably get in trouble for that, but you know, it's a basic plane, basic everything, but they do it well. And, and so keeping the aggregators out of there maybe garners higher loyalty and so on. So that's, that's kind of a, a, you know, a tug that we're, you know, we always grapple with. Well, Chris, it's been great talking with you. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting to know you more throughout the year. And uh, yeah, uh, I said, this has been one of the best interviews I've had in a long time. A lot of laughs, a lot of uh, great insight, and, and the passion definitely comes through. So it's great to hear. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.